0: 2 Kings 5 is where we're going today. It's great to have the pals here. They've made the move. Made the move. Awesome. Huge move. 2 Kings 5, 1 through, well, we'll we'll skip around here. Uh, Now, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor. Notice this, but a leper. This, this shows that this, this guy was revered. He was honored. He would be like an Eisenhower, or a Schwarzkopf. This guy was revered and honored because of the victory he brought to his nation. Historians say that it was probably the arrow of Naaman that took down wicked king Ahab. And brought a liberation to his fellow Syrians. He's revered. He's honored. But he's a leper. And the Syrians had gone out on raids. And had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress. If only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria. For he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master saying. This girl from Israel, told me about this guy. Verse five: The king said, "Go now. I'll send a letter." And he took ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, ten thousand changes of clothes, and he brought this letter to the king of Israel. And you, you may be familiar with this story. He 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 sent to the prophet, and look look at this verse so it was when elisha the man of God heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes that he that he sent to the king saying why have you torn your clothes please let him come in to me so uh, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel in other words the king was upset he's like the king of Syria is tricking me by trying to get me to do magic and heal his his hero and and I can't do that Elisha though, had a different plan. God had a different plan. Naaman went with his horses and chariots stood at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, Go wash in the Jordan seven times. Your flesh will be restored to you. didn't even come out and talk to him. Naaman became furious, went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of this God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. And then... He said, there's better rivers back where I'm from. Verse 13, and his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you have not done it? How much more then when he says wash and be clean? So he went and dipped seven times. Everybody say seven times. And the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the, little, like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And I'd like to uh, preach a message today entitled "It Just Takes One Time." It just takes one time, and I'll explain as we get into it. Father, thank you so much for your word. I pray that you speak to our hearts, and we give you praise for it right now in Jesus' name. Everybody, say Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let me go ahead and tell you what we're we're going to be saying today. Some of you have been trying to figure out how to tap in to the supernatural power of God, how to get what you need from God. You've been frustrated. I want you to hear this, Pastor, today. No matter how many unsuccessful attempts it seems like you have had, I'm here to tell you it just takes one more time. It just takes one more time. Uh, uh, getting it right, uh, uh, to, at, at the right time, at the right place, that one time can make all the difference and change your life forever. The healing that you've been seeking, that wayward son or daughter you've been praying for, that Financial blessing you've been asking God about, that promotion you've been waiting on, that healing of your marriage or your emotion or your mind, I'm here to tell you it just takes one more time of getting it right and everything changes. So don't give up. Keep on praying, keep on believing, keep on standing in faith, having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Keep on worshiping. Keep on witnessing. Keep on inviting. It just takes one more time of getting it right and everything changes forever. Amen. I remember when YouTube first came out. This was about 10 years ago. I had no idea what it meant, what it was, how it worked. What in the world is this weird website called YouTube. We didn't know what to do with it. One of my best friends growing up started making videos, and soon they became known as video blogs or vlogs. And he made hundreds of them. And before long, people started subscribing to his channel. These were all new words to us and new concepts. And, and my, my, my buddy made hundreds of these videos. Uh, I don't want to name him because you may go look him up. And some of them were, i got to be honest with you, Uh, quite awful, disgusting, and nasty. But he made all these videos, and some of them were funny and candid and sick and twisted, and some were political, some were religious, and some were sacrilegious. And I'm not, you know, I'm just, this is one of my friends, right? I grew up with him, but uh, he was posting a lot of things inappropriate on YouTube. Many of his videos were entertaining, and some were just straight-up stupid, But then my friend made one video, and that one video went viral. That was a new word for us as well. That one video went viral, and everything changed. It was a video about eating Mentos and drinking Diet Coke at the same time. You may have remembered this craze. It was like, what happens? And he made a video of himself exploding, right, as he drank Diet Coke, had, having stuffed his mouth with Mentos, and, and they got millions and millions and millions of views. And YouTube said, we like this guy. And so they made him monetize. They monetized his videos, and they started paying him a lot of money just to make videos, the same stupid videos he had been making all along, but now there were just gobs of people interested. So they started paying him a lot of money just to make videos. Today, over 10 years later, he's still plugging away with over 40,000 subscribers and millions and millions and millions of views. Paul had made hundreds of videos viewed by thousands of people, but he made one, and that one video has been viewed. It depends on your source. It's been copied and duplicated and whatever, but he's had over a 100 million views of his videos because of the one particular video that got millions and millions of views because he made one, and everything changed. If he were here today... He would stand before you and say, no matter how many times you've tried, it just takes one more time of getting it right. Right place, right time, and everything changes. One more. It just takes one. It just takes one. Everybody say one. Last week I mentioned Mike Lindell. In the spring of 2008, his drug use was so bad that his three crack dealers got together and did something that defies logic. This is according to the Salvation Army website. They attempted to intervene, an intervention, his crack dealers. When you got a crack problem and your crack dealers intervene, you got a crack problem. They were three of the biggest dealers in the cities, recall, recalled Lindell, who at the time was living in a bad part of Minneapolis. They said I had been awake for 19 days straight, and they refused to sell to me again. One of them tried babysitting me until I fell asleep. Lindell's drug abuse finally ended January 16, 2009. By then, the product that he had been making and selling at carnivals and circuses and fairs and road shows and and expositions... uh, his product, my pillow, was starting to catch on. He had been selling the product at these fairs and whatnot. He developed it in the early 2000s. When people tried his pillow, they loved it. He knew he was on to something. He said, I knew that if I didn't quit that day, my crack problem, I wouldn't be able to make the most of what was happening in my life. Lindell said, I couldn't wait, not even one more day. And he prayed. He said, I asked God to take away my desire to do drugs. I said, take it away and I'm all yours. God answered that prayer because the next morning the desire was gone, he said. From that moment, my pillow began experiencing one success after another. There were so many miracles, one in a million kind of things, Lindell said. At one point, my pillow was hours away from shutting down. Lindell owed $30,000 to a company on some fabric that he had bought and he hadn't been able to pay for. And they were about to shut him down. He needed fabric. And and he had a connection from a few weeks before, a man that he knew that had said he knew investors. Lindell didn't even have this man's name, scrambled to try to find him, went around the city trying to find this guy. And he finally found him, and he ended up in front of the investor's and he, and he told him his story. He didn't hold anything back. And he walked away from that meeting with the 30000 that he needed. And he didn't even have to put up any collateral. He was able to pay the fabric company. And, and, and it was just a few hours before the deadline. He took that fabric, made 500 pillows, sold them all. And then he went on to grow My Pillow through an ad campaign, which ended with an ad in the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. And that was very good. But then in 2011... He and his his friends and family pooled together three hundred thousand dollars and made an infomercial for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world. Call one eight. You know what I'm talking about? The My Pillow. I should show it, but it's a My Pillow infomercial. Three hundred thousand. They they scrimped and got everything they could to put together in forty days. He said we went from five employees to five hundred. Today, after several years of ups and downs and growing pains, his company's hit full stride. The company now boasts 400 employees, manufacturing 25,000 pillows a day at the My Pillow Factory in Shakopee, Wisconsin. We run three shifts 24 7, Lindell said. If Mike Lindell were here today, he would tell you, first of all, buy My Pillow. Secondly, he would say, never give up because no matter how many times you failed, it just takes one time of getting it right, right time, right place, and everything changes. I'm reminded of the famous list of Abraham Lincoln's failures. He lost his job in 1832. He was defeated for legislature in 1832. Failed in business 1833. Elected to le- legislature in 1834, and that's listed as one of his failures. Sweetheart, his, his uh, girlfriend died in 1835. He had a nervous breakdown in 1836. He was defeated for speaker 1838. Defeated for nomination for Congress 1843. Elected to Congress 1846. Lost renomination 1848. Rejected for land officer, 1849. Defeated for Senate, 1854. Defeated for nomination for vice president, 1856. Again, defeated for Senate in 1858. Elected president in 1860. 28 years marked mainly by failure and defeat, but it just takes one. It just takes one time, right place, right time. I want to tell somebody today, don't give up. Don't back down. It just takes one time. It just takes one time. I I was reminded of the parable of the sower in Mark 4. It's, It's awesome. I won't read it, but Jesus tells this story. A sower went out to sow, and some fell by the wayside. Birds came and ate it. Stony ground. And, and it springs up, but there's no depth. And then the, the sun comes up, and it withers away. And, 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 and then there was some that fell among thorns. The thorns choked it out, and it yielded no crop. And then there's the good ground. The seed fell into the good ground. He, he interprets this in the writing itself in Mark 4, verse 14. The sower sows the word, the word of God. These are the ones that fell by the, the wayside. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word of God, immediately they receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so they endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation, persecution arises for the word, saying, immediately they stumble. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They're the ones that hear the word of God and the cares of this world the deceitfulness of riches the desires for other things enters in and chokes the word of god it becomes unfruitful and these are the ones so no good ground those who hear the word of god accept it bear fruit some 30 fold some 60 and some 100 and i begin to look at this a little bit differently this week here's the bottom line Wallace. i have been the wayside ground Easily distracted. Man, that sounds great. Butterfly. Easily distracted. The word just goes in one ear and out the other. Immediately, Satan steals the word. I've been that guy. Oh, that's a good word. Wow. Where are we going to eat? You know, just like immediately in and out. I've been that guy. I've been the stony ground guy. Shallow, easily offended. Like oh, that's a good word. What? What? Yeah. And then the next thing the preacher says, like, oh, that's not for me. What? Who's he think he is? And pressure gets on my life, and 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 the word is just choked out. Right? I stumble. I've been the thorny ground. I heard the word. I got it. It was working in me, but the cares of this world, chasing a dollar bill, desire for other things, choke the effectiveness effectiveness of the word. In my life, I've been that guy as well. But I've also been the good ground that was forever changed by the Word of God because I heard it when I was ready at the right time. It was the right soil. I'm gonna tell you, you have been all four of those yourself. Everybody in this room, we're all in process. That's why we've got to constantly, continuously put ourselves in range. Of where the word is being broadcast We've got to sit under the preaching of the word Don't stop going to church When things don't seem to work out Don't stop going to prayer When things don't seem to work out Don't stop getting in the word When things don't work out Because it just takes one time If you can get it at the right time It will forever change your life Come on, give God some praise right now Just one time. Everything changes. Abraham and Sarah, I teach this in my Bible study, my old fashioned Bible study chart with its beautiful watercolors that I like to pull out and go into depth on some of the most epic stories of all time. And I use that little watercolor chart. Don't I use that little watercolor? I use that little watercolor chart. Love that little, I mean, I got iPads, I got Macs. I mean, I'm not a PC guy, I'm a Mac guy, right? I got graphics for days, but I always go back to my little flip chart. Watercolors. Oh, it's beautiful. And in that Bible study, we talk about Abraham and Sarah. It's the Abraham narrative. It's the saga Man, it's like delightful. It's amazing. This old guy named Abram, 75 years old. God starts talking to him. Hey, I want you to leave Ur of the Chaldees. Leave your family. Go to a land that I'm going to show you. Leave it all, man. Leave your family. Leave your land. And old Abram's like, all right. And so what he does is he leaves the land, drags half his family with him. It's not what God said. And he goes and gets stuck in a little place called Haran, which is halfway to where God wanted him to be. But he's just half-hearted, halfway obeyed, stops halfway, drags the family along, has to wait there till his father Terah dies, his brother Haran dies, and finally he's, he's able to move on with Lot, his nephew. And he's not even supposed to have him there. And he finally moves on. Epic saga. Twenty-four years. He's heard a word and a promise from God. You and Sarah are going to have a kid. You and Sarah are going to have a descendant, a son. And through him, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. This will change everything, Abram. Do you hear what I'm saying? God speaks covenant language to him. Cuts a covenant with him. I mean, makes a covenant with Cuts covenant and, and, and says, I swear by myself. It's God saying, I swear to God. He's saying, I swear by the highest power there is. There is no other God beside me. There's no one above me. I swear by myself. If I do not make this happen, then let it be unto me as these carcasses that you've cut up. I'll cease to exist. He's speaking to Abram in this language that Abram can understand, covenant language. He makes a covenant with Abram Abram's like, oh, that's awesome. And immediately he's like, I just don't see how that can happen. What about Hagar here? Whew. And Sarah's like, why don't you marry her? She's pretty and maybe she can have a kid. Abram, you know, is like, let me think about it. Yeah, she is pretty. Okay. I'll marry her too. Thank you, honey. That's a disaster failure. God spoke in covenant. God had to be shaken. You know, do an SMH, you know, like. That's my man. He's, he's halfway obeyed. He's done so many things wrong. But all it takes is once, just one time. Just, just, it just takes one time of getting it right. Now, I don't want to be graphic. I don't want to get in whatever, but I'm just saying, Abram, Abraham and Sarah, they got, it, they got it right at least one time. They got it right. It just takes once. They got it right. And Isaac was born. They named him laughter. It was hilarious. It took 24 years, 24 years of failure after failure after failure after failure after failure after failure after failure. 24 years of not getting it right, and all of a sudden, that old girl is pregnant at 90 years old. It gives birth to a son. I'm talking to somebody today. Don't give up. Don't quit. It just takes one time. Of getting it right just one time and everything changes maybe you've been involved in church before and, and and maybe you've been involved several times quite a few times and it didn't work out I'm just telling you it just takes one time of getting it right and and, and being involved in the life of the church can change your life forever let me talk to you as a pastor for a minute. I've got, I know people, I could name names, who have had good reason to quit church. Been there, done that, quit myself. Good reason to sulk and pout and have a pity party over what could have been. But I also know people in that shape that just tried one more time, and they are Pillars in their local congregation now. I mean, they are relied upon. Things get done because of them. What, what happened? They just said, you know what? I'm going to try it one more time. I'm going to get involved one more time and watch what God does. That will affect generations behind them. It has. I've seen it. I could name names. It just takes one more time. In Matthew 7. When Jesus says, ask and it will be given, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened. The Greek for these directives is in the present imperative tense. Meaning, ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. It's it's the idea of persistence, perseverance. One more time. Just one more time. It it only takes once. Ask, 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 ask nothing, 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 ask answer. Seek, 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 seek nothing, seek, seek, find. Boom. Knock, 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 no answer. Knock, 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 no answer. Knock, door opens. How can I help you? ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking because it just takes one time. God knows how we operate. I used to hear those scriptures preached about in some faith circles that I've run in and you know it's like well well, that doesn't mean that we ask and then we ask again because if you ask the first time you've asked in faith and there's no need to ask again. You know, you just ask and stand on you. Anybody ever heard that? Just, it's like, I'm just going to ask. It's my only time to ask. And, and you know, and it sounded good at the time, you know, until life smacks you up beside the head. And you're like, I believe, help my unbelief. And then sometimes we're like, I don't believe, help me believe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I quit. <laughs> I've lost my faith somewhere. I am not. So I asked. And I believed when I asked, but I no longer believe, you know. Uh, And I was instructed not to ask again because it would be a sign of unbelief. You know, we get a circle, right? Uh, Ask and don't ask again or you're an unbeliever. I asked and it didn't happen and I quit asking and I don't even believe anymore. Just... Like, I mean, it's insane what we'll uh, massage these scriptures to do and the bondage we'll get ourselves wrapped up in. Just, I can't ask again. (laughs) If I ask, I mean, I believe, I mean, I believe, I mean, I believe. I'm not going to ask again. I'm telling you, Jesus, I think he knows exactly how we operate and how we tickle Ask and don't stop asking until the answer comes. Seek and keep on seeking until you find. Knock and keep on knocking it just takes one time it just takes one time give God some praise can you do it hallelujah somebody say hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo. just one time just takes one time Naaman I'm on my Naaman story I forgot about old Naaman here it's, it's amazing he's a big shot you know he's that big shot Hero, his arrow, takes out the enemy. Oh, hail the conquering hero, comes home to a great celebration. Oh, Naaman, 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 Naaman. You are my right-hand man, the king says. You are my general. You are awesome. I'm going to give you gold and silver and palace, anything you want. We are only free today because of you, Naaman. And then all of a sudden... He gets leprosy. Now, I don't know if it really was Hansen's disease like we talk about today. Carville over here was a leper colony. Hansen's disease. It's from a parasite on an armadillo. If you eat an armadillas, you need to be careful. Make sure you cook those bad boys really, really good. <laughs> I mean, we live right in Louisiana. People eat everything. (laughs) Nothing is wasted. (laughs) And so the armadillos, you know. So I don't know if this is Hansen's disease, but it's a skin disease that, that would rot away the flesh, and there was no cure, and you would be isolated from your community. So he's a hero, but he's got a secret. He's always in his clothes. He's always in his armor. He's always hiding behind that persona of that man, but in his secret times, he knows I got a problem, and he finally it gets to the it gets the best of him, and he goes to his king, and he says, "I've heard because this little servant girl, thank God for that little girl who knew about Elisha, right? See, she going to Sunday school as a kid. She going to wildlife kids, and there was a teacher that was like." there's a great God and he has men that God uses and Elisha's one of those men and God's going to do great things and and she heard that and believed it and she conveys that to Naaman and Naaman goes to the king I've heard about this prophet in Israel blah, blah, blah and so he writes this big letter sends all this money just all this tons of money 10,000 suits what? I said, who needs that many clothes? well, never mind but Ten thousand changes of garment and silver and gold, sends all this stuff with him. And he goes, and the king of Israel's is distraught, like, oh, this is a trick. They're trying to try. I can't heal anybody. And then then Elisha hears about it and he's like, Send him to me. I'll take care of him. So he sends him down to Elisha. Elisha doesn't even go out to honor him. He just says, Go tell him, go dip seven times in the Jordan. You know the story. is offended. You've got to be kidding me. There's better rivers back where I come. from. This, this is the Chifuncta, which is really not a bad river. It just sounds horrible, doesn't it? This is the Chifuncta. Where I come from, north Louisiana, was the Red River. Army Corps engineers had not done anything to it when I was growing up. The Red River was notorious for eating people alive. They're like, some little boys, you know, y'all stay away from that river. You know, last week, some little boys went swimming in the Red River, and they all disappeared. That's, that's the stories I heard growing up. They disappear in the Red River. You can't swim in the Red River. You disappear. And, and, and it was true. It, wild, rabid, you know, like whirlpools and what, sea monsters and whatnot in the Red River. And that's like the Jordan. It was nasty and dirty. It's, the Red River's red because it's full of red mud. And it was always stirred up before the Army Corps of Engineers tamed it and turned it into, you know, Lake Red River. My parents go fishing out there all the time. I'm, I always hear those stories of don't swim in the Red River. You know, just five boys went swimming out there last week. And they all died. They all drowned. Their bodies washed up, you know, down, down, Parish, Parish, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, the name is like I got when I lived in Maryland. We had. Clear water, rivers and streams. Beautiful. You could see the bottom. Incredible. I grew up in Louisiana. Never saw the bottom. It could be one foot deep. Never saw the bottom. I wonder how deep that is. You ever heard that? It's like six inches deep. I wonder how deep that is. Oh, it's shallow. You didn't know it. You get your boat paddle. I wonder how deep that is. Oh, that's only two feet deep. Had no idea. You know what I'm talking about. And he's like, he goes out to the Jordan River. He's mad. He's like, I've got clear rivers. I've got better rivers. He names them. I've got this one. i got that one. They're beautiful. Why is he asking me to go to the Jordan River? It didn't matter. That's what God had asked. That's what God told the prophet. The prophet conveyed, This is what you need to do. Sometimes it's good just to hear what the man of God is saying to you to do and to do it. I am not a dictator. I don't even want that role. I don't want to tell you what color to paint your house. I won't do it. I'm just telling you. I'm not that guy. I ain't a control freak at all. Not at all. To a fault, I'm not at all. But I'll tell you, sometimes God gives me some direction, and sometimes I'm preaching it, and it applies to you. Sometimes, even if you don't agree, it's good just to put it into practice and listen to what God's saying and say, I'll consider that. I'll walk that direction, and I'll see what happens. Sometimes it's good just to listen to the word of God, even if you're not sure about the source, right? And so he he finally, his his servants convinced him, if he'd have asked you to do something really hard, you'd have done it. He's asked you to do something easy. Just go dip seven times in the Jordan. So he goes to the Jordan River, and he crawls in. And you know the story, seven times. It's seven times. It's ask and keep on asking. It's seek and keep on seeking. It's knock and keep on knocking. Dip seven times is the dumbest cleansing ritual in the world. Go to the dirtiest river around and dip seven times. You know as well as I what would have been going through his mind because it would be going through yours. I feel like an idiot. I am Naaman, you know. And you'd say the same thing. you got your own accomplishments, your own ego. You know, I am Jeff. I am Drew. You don't know what I can do. <laughs> Dip seven times. One comes up, you know. Oh, God's nasty. Vile river. Uh, God. Give me a towel. Towel, servant. You know. Uh, wow, that was gross you know two and nothing's happening same old sore look at that three four five six i mean this is so ridiculous but it only took one it it took all seven but it took all seven to get to the one and I think that's where the process comes into play. Ask. Keep on asking. I don't know. I don't think God plays games with us. But I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't have functions. Maybe, I'm, like I said, my soil's not all there all the time, you know. Maybe it's like when I know they really want it, when they ask and they don't quit, when they seek and they don't stop, when they knock and they're relentless. And on that 17th knock, Gabriel, I want you to sweep in, and I want you to answer their prayer. I want you to blow their minds. I want you to do exceeding abundantly above all they could ask or think according to the power that works in them. I want you to get it to them and get it to them on that at that time, at that place. I don't, I don't know if that's how it works exactly, but it took the seven to get to the one, and that one changed Everything. He went down a leper and he came up with brand new flesh like a baby it was changed everything it just takes once who in this house you sought the Lord you sought for the Holy Ghost you sought for the change and it hasn't happened and it's just going to take one more time I want to encourage you seek him one more time ask him one more time knock one more time who knows if today is a day when everything changes Stand up and give him some praise. Can you do it? Come on, give him some praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe it's one more dance. Dancing before the Lord with all your might. Maybe it's one more shout of praise. Woo, I worship you, Jesus. Maybe it's just lifting your hands one more time and saying, I give you praise today, God. It just takes once. Just one time, and I'm done. But I think there's some people in here, I want to ask a question. When's the last time you danced before the Lord with everything you had? When's the last time you asked God for that one thing that you've been scared to ask him about lately? When's, when's the last time somebody, maybe Maybe it's worship, maybe it's asking, maybe when's the last time you sought his presence and you got lost in his presence and you've held back because you didn't want to go crazy, you know. Maybe you're new at Lightpoint, and you didn't want everybody to think you lost your mind. I want to encourage you: get in His presence and go crazy, man. Lose it. Seek His pres- Seek His face. Seek His face. The Spirit of God is in this house. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. It just takes one time. Somebody is going to hit pay dirt. Today. Are you Harvey's? Are you Harvey's uncle had gold fever? Staked his claim. Maybe you've heard this story. Started digging. After a lot of hard work, the uncle found a vein of ore. Gold. So he covered up his fine. He returned home and raised money for the machinery that he would need to bring the ore to the surface, raise the money, and Darby traveled with his uncle back to the site to make their fortune. Things started well. Before long, they had enough to clear their debts. They were excited. Everything from here on would be profit. Things were looking good. But their supply of gold suddenly stopped. The vein ended. It was over. It disappeared. They kept digging, but they couldn't find it. After a while, in frustration, they quit and sold all the machinery to a junk man for just a few hundred dollars. They went home in disappointment. The junk man knew the story. He hired a mining engineer to help him. They checked, they dug, they examined the mine, and they calculated that there might be gold just a few feet in a certain direction. They dug. And sure enough, just three feet from where Darby and his uncle had stopped digging, they found an enormous stash, a gold mine, a vein of ore that made them fabulously wealthy. Who knows if there's somebody in this room today and you're just a few feet, maybe you're just a few inches away from striking that vein that you've searched for for 24 years. 13 years or 5 years who knows there's somebody in this room today I'm just going to encourage you it just takes once of getting it right just takes once of plugging in and everything changes from then on maybe you've been that bad soil that rocky soil that thorny soil all those problems but today you're the good soil and that seed is going to find good ground and it's going to produce 30 and 60 and 100 fold in somebody's life today Today. Can you lift your hands to him right now? Say I receive that Lord.